Welcome to the You Are Safe, the podcast. I'm Anne-Louise. And I'm Julie. Hey, Julie. Hello, Anne-Louise. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good this morning. The sun is shining. And uh, what's not to appreciate about that, right? I mean, you have sun. I have gray, gray skies here. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to rub it in. <laughs> it's okay. I'm... Uh... Yeah, just uh, one of my friends writes this beautiful uh, blog, and she wrote the other day that she feels like we're, she said, it feels like we're in a waiting room right now. Mm. And yeah. I thought, and I said, that is exactly how I'm feeling right now, is that I feel like I'm in a waiting room, waiting for like someone to call me and say like, okay, now go live your life. Okay, yeah. now you can go see your friends. Um, life can go on now. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Yeah. I've been feeling feeling quite lonely at the moment. Um, mm. I'm very lucky I have my husband, but the other day I, I sat down and I just, I was listening to some music and I was dancing about and actually I just suddenly got so sad because I just missed dancing with my friends and going to parties mm. and, and I sat down and I was like, oh, I feel so lonely. But I was quite proud because instead of just going into an anxiety spiral, I was like, I'm going to write to someone or call someone so I wrote to two of my friends and very quickly they were like call me you can call me and then I called my sister and she was like yep I'm here to talk and I said oh I just think it's so important to remember that when you're in these spirals and you're thinking I'm so lonely I have no one there is usually at least at least one person that will be like I'm ready what do you need I'm I'm here (laughs) yeah and and it don't they don't need to give you anything other than just just be there, right, and be willing to show up. Yeah, right? it doesn't t- doesn't take much, but good for you that instead of spiraling down, you you caught yourself and yeah. and found out what you really what what actually was going on, and not not give in to your anxiety, you know, voice that yeah. hijacks you. Mm. And ended up I'm, talking to people for a very long time, and I felt so good afterwards. But yeah, I miss I miss people. Oh, I miss yes. people. <laughs> I know. So do I. So yeah. I, yeah. I actually um, a couple of episodes ago we uh, or we 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 published this bonus episode um, of our interview that we did back in November. So what is that about six months ago? Yeah. Um, well, around then, and and I was amazed at at the progress that I had um, that I have done um, because while I was listening to it. Uh, I kind of remember how I was feeling while I was talking to you. And obviously this was in the beginning of our relationship. So we were maybe not as, as candid or, or as, <clears throat> you know, real. I don't know. There's always a sense of politeness just in the beginning, you know, until you kind of <clears throat> let go. And But I think just the fact of talking to you about my symptoms, and I think I've never talked so vividly so alive about my symptoms with anyone before um you know probably denial or fear of of what's really going on but just the fact of talking to you about the things that have happened have made me feel so much better so thank you i mean you're welcome i mean i think well, I don't know what I think I... Well, what I think is so great. I mean, for, well, first of all, I feel better. And also, 
you know, the message is we don't need to go to deep therapy and all these modality that, that exist out, you know, we don't need, you know, maybe we just need to be honest with a friend or a family member about how we feel and, and what's going on. And, and just naming it, you know, just naming it can be so healing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, obviously I think that's the first step for anyone. And I think then you go on to your healing, whether or not it be therapy or medicine or whatever it is you need, but you know, we've spoken about before, and we're going to go into talking about my film at some point, just when I just that step of releasing that and, and showing it and being like, this is what I am. Like, that's when this whole journey started for me. That's when I was like, Oh, if, if I speak my truth and sort of speak what's inside me, nothing bad is going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. The world did not implode. (laughs) Like, yeah. Not, you know, I mean, I may have like lost a few friends on the way just because they couldn't handle it, but I've realized now that was better in the long run, probably for me. Like, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's so, isn't it so funny that for years we're like, oh, I have to hide like my anxiety and these dark, dark thoughts and all these things. And then as soon as you start talking about them and you get good friends and good family, like people react to you in like a good way, you're like, oh. I am safe, actually. It's it's fine if I speak. And then I think some of the best part, and this is what we've experienced, is that you will get people that say, oh, I feel that way, too. That's what I experience. And then suddenly you're like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. I'm not. Yeah, I think it's it's particularly that, that I'm not crazy. I'm not, I'm not insane. And there's nothing wrong with me by feeling what I'm feeling. That other people feel this way, too. Like the the uncontrollable shaking of my body, or the uh, the that my heart beats so fast that I I feel like it 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 jumps it's jumping out of my body, or um, these incredibly destructive thoughts that my saboteurs or my anxiety, or whatever you want to call it, um, these voices in my head, these incredibly destructive things they say to you that first of all I'm not alone, I'm not the only one feeling these things, and and by saying them out loud doesn't make them real doesn't make them true mm-hmm. maybe that's also a fear that once you say them out loud then well I don't know yeah it's been inc- I, I what I know is that it's been incredibly healing to talk to you and I hope yeah. people are, can listen and you know hear what we're saying and and feel some sort of comfort in in that as well because I always mm-hmm. like when I once I started hearing other people talk about their anxiety and like, this was also like celebrities or YouTubers. Once I saw that, it was such a relief for me to be Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, I don't have to, I don't have to hide this and I don't have to keep it in and actually talking about it. Talking about it makes you feel so, but I think it's not just for anxiety. If you're feeling like, especially at this moment, if you're feeling lonely or if you're feeling angry or if you're feeling sad, like don't feel like you have to pretend like everything's okay. Reach out Mm. to someone and say, are you also feeling a little, this is like, this is what I experienced the other night when I called my sister and called my friend and they said, oh yeah, I feel that way too. I feel Mm. lonely. I feel, or actually I spoke with my other sister and I said, oh, I just, I've, I've, I feel like I just want everything to stop. Like I was in quite a dark place. And my sister just went, 
oh my god me too <laughs> it was like <laughs> oh so it's not me having these like really dark horrific thoughts like everyone is like just reach reach out to people talk like yeah. other people are feeling what you're feeling I promise you yeah yeah reach out and talk and even I just saw on tv this morning actually that that some people were encouraging to go on a friend date you know uh-huh. if you're feeling lonely I mean, if you're in a place where you can actually see people, but if you're feeling lonely and you don't know, and you feel like you don't have any friends, you know, then I think it was, they posted something on Facebook saying, Hey, I'm lonely. I need a friend. Anyone, <laughs> anyone interested, <laughs> you know? And, and then through that, they met some, some, and they go on a date, like on, on a real date where you, where you, where you experience each other and you say, okay, do I, you know, is this a match or not? And then if it is a match, great, you continue being friends. If not, you, you part ways and that's fine too. I, I don't know. I thought that was, I thought that was very hugelit. Ah, very nice tie-in. Because <laughs> that's what we want to talk about today. And I know that you've been listening and be like, come on, come on, start talking. <laughs> when are you getting to the point? Well, we want to talk about Hugo today. Yeah. We're both Danish ladies. Yes. And uh, and uh, we thought we'd, we'd do an episode about hygge. And just to, if, you've, if you're not Danish speaking or you haven't heard this term before, you would most likely have seen it somewhere. So it's spelt H-Y-G-G-E. And I've heard a lot of people say, like, how do you pronounce it? And it's hygge. And I brought this up to Anne Louise the other day because I had my husband's colleague said, oh, I've been reading about this Hugo. What is it? And can your wife explain it to me? And what is it exactly? And I thought what was something that I've experienced living outside Denmark is it's so funny that this whole Hugo thing outside of Denmark is such a like marketing, yeah. cool like some sort of like trend kind of thing. Whereas it, as a Dane, it's very much just embedded in you. Like it's almost weird to see it as like a marketing <laughs> like mm. trend because we're born with it. It's in, it's in our DNA. Yeah. I think. And, and also yeah. it, it is not a trend. <laughs> I'm going to, no. I want to say that right now. And that's the first thing I wrote in my things to say today. It's not some sort of marketing cool trend scheme thing. It's a it's a feeling. Mm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when books started to come out about what is hygge and you need hygge for mental well-being and all that and I was like, why do we need to what? Can you write a whole book about hygge, really? Okay, it's just something that is. It's just something that that is there or not there. Yeah, I think the most the closely direct um, directly translated term is co- cozy. Cozy, but yeah. One of my lovely friends, he wrote to me the other day. He's British, and he said, "Julie, I think I've just experienced sugar." And I said, "Well, you've probably experienced it before, but go ahead." And he, <laughs> and he said, "I'm sitting at my desk on my laptop, and the snow is falling outside, and I can see the steam from my coffee." And I just suddenly felt so safe. Is that Hugo? Ooh. And I went, oh, yes, it is. Yes, sir. That is the feeling. <laughs> and that I, I want, you know, I wanted to discuss this with you, but I was like, I think Hugo is tied a lot to feeling safe. Yeah. 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 I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it 
from that angle, from that perspective. But yeah, totally. I what I when I thought about it, Hugo is when you can it's complete relaxation. Mm-hmm. When you can be when you can absolutely let go and be completely present. And, and and isn't that the same thing when you can do that that also that's because you're safe you feel safe yeah but i love how he just said oh i feel so safe right now yeah good for you but wow. it's also something i wanted to bring up which is he i in these like books and i have two of them right next to me because people love giving them to me which is i think really funny giving a book about <laughs> Hugo to Dane. um <laughs> we don't need it <laughs> i'm like we're good Um, which is, it's not, you can't force it. Like you can buy all the candles and the blankets that the books and the magazines tell you to buy, but it has to be a feeling inside and it differs from, from everyone. And I, I actually asked my husband, I said, you've now been with me for almost, you know, uh, 12 years. What, what is your huge place? And he said, oh, Julie, I feel... He said, you can have Hugo by yourself, right? And I said, yes, definitely. And he said, I I like Hugo when I, when I sit by myself and I'm playing video games and I'm by a radiator and I'm cozy and I can get lost in the world of video games. And I, I love that because it's, it's not just, you know, blankets and things like... Uh, like Christmas is really huge for me, but I'm usually surrounded by <laughs> 20,000 people because my family's so massive. <laughs> but <laughs> it's this idea of sitting at the table and there's candles and we're surrounded and there's that just exactly I feel this relaxation present feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What, what's your huge place? I think I have I have a lot of different ones. Um I uh, and and it yeah, it, it's not something I can force either. I couldn't sit down with a with a book on a blanket and a candle and then go, "Okay, it's time for Hugo." <laughs> no, it needs to come from the inside and like, you know what? I'd really like to be alone right now, and if I could sit down with a book and it has to be that book and then this blanket and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these socks or um and oh and just snuggle up like for me uh snuggling up either alone or with my husband on the couch um we snuggle up in the evenings uh after we put the kids to bed we're usually <clears throat> sorry we're we're usually very very tired um so we collapse on the you know the house that we've we've tidied up after dinner we've put the kids to bed we've kind of prepared school for the next morning all that and then we collapse on the bed and we go under the blanket, even if it's really hot outside, we don't care, or I don't care at least. We go under the blanket, and then we watch some Netflix something. Oh, that's just cougar. Yeah. But I also love um, really uh, deep conversations with, with people. And not, not, not planned deep conversations, <laughs> you know? It has to be sort of... Like a summer evening, you're sitting outside with your best friends or your fam or your sisters and my sisters, my mom, something like that. We have a glass of rosé and then we're talking and then maybe the conversation goes into something more deep and everything. And then suddenly someone stops and goes, wow, isn't this Hüglid? 
Yeah. That, that brings me so... I have two things to that, which is one, because that's one of my... Sp- over the summer, I went to my cousin's house, and we sat outside, and we had burgers, and we spoke out into the night, and we spoke um, until the the candles burnt down, so it was actually completely yeah. dark. <laughs> and then they turned off the lights, and then it was just looking up at the stars, and it was one of those moments where you're like, I can't think about anything else right now, because this is like so perfect and I feel yeah. so content and um and then it made me think of my sister the other day I said I was feeling so stressed about everything that's happening and she said Julie just visualize you and me sitting in my garden exactly as you say having some rosé the sun's going down the kids are playing uh, my husband gets us some ice cream like I'm about to I'm getting weepy thinking about it but it's because it's giving me that sort of yep yep <laughs> goosebumps <laughs> moments yeah um but that that is a moment and I don't know what um I'm interested in like the listeners what people who aren't Danish what do they call those those moments those Nine nights moments. because for us that's that's hygge that's hygge that's Oh, I feel safe. I feel content. I feel just, yeah. I I also think there's um, the fact that we use the word that word in those moments kind of forces us to stop, notice, and then appreciate. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's this process that goes on, right? Because if you're just in it, it, which is also great. I mean, we don't have to stop and notice everything all the time, but. You know, so if I go back to that summer evening, the kids are playing in the garden, and me and my sisters were sitting with a glass of rosé um, outside, the sun sun's going down, and and then someone says, wow, this is so huglid. In that moment, we all, you know, align and all sort of stop and notice, and and I think then, then, then the gratitude comes in, like, wow, this is so great. More of that yeah. kind of feeling. You're so right, because I'm thinking of when I'm with my husband's family, we have these moments, but we never stop during that time and say, like, this is so lovely, I feel so happy. It's usually, like, afterwards, like, that was such yeah. a nice evening, that's such a... Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to do it now, like, when I'm with them, I'm going to be like, isn't this just so wonderful? Like, uh, and I think it's especially... Once we're moving, hopefully, out of COVID times and we can start seeing other... I think it's going to be even more important in mm. those moments that we say, like, oh, my God, this is so... Because, let's be honest, we all took it for granted before. <laughs> like, yeah, we just took for granted we would always have Christmas with our family or we would be able to go to the cinema with our friend or go to the pub with our, you know, mate, mm. all this stuff. And I, I think it's going to be, and I want, I want to try once I'm able to, you know, come out and be like, oh my God, we are so lucky. This is so amazing. And keep doing it, like not just in the next year, but in the next five years. And um, because you're so right, you stop up and you go, this is nice. I feel mm-hmm. happy. I feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. This is so wonderful. We're so lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Another thing about Hugo. Um, and and yeah, let let's just talk about how Hugo is not a Scandinavian concept. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not something we invented. <laughs> um, and I'm saying Scandinavian because it, I you know 
they have them in Sweden. They yeah. have a word hugen in Swedish, no, and in Norwegian. I, I think it's well. sim- something similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's everywhere. It's just that we have a specific word for it, and then the marketing people uh, took it and and thought, "Oh, we can sell this. Let's let's sell this." We have nothing against marketing people, by the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> everyone, everyone needs to make make a living. Um, but but what I was discussing this topic um, as a preparation with my sister yesterday, and she said, "I think um, the fact that we can stop and." and appreciate this moment is because we're very privileged uh, we we don't have to worry about or we don't necessarily have to worry about where our next meal comes from or that my kids can sleep in a warm bed tonight or um are they gonna do they have a school to go to or you know we're just inc- incredible like northern europe we're just incredibly privileged and i think you know there's we need to also know that 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 we have moments of hugo because and and we we need to appreciate the moments of hugo because we need to be thankful of how uh, privileged we are we how lucky we are right it's like when um i'm looking at this book obviously hugo from the happiness research institute and i hear a lot like oh danes are meant to be the happiest people on earth and you and i talk about this a lot this I, I really want to pivot away from like happiness into content. And I think the Danes are very content. Like, and it is because we're very privileged, but I, I always want to link in our safe safety thing in here. It's yeah. because we have, we're very lucky to have a very big um, safety blanket. Like, yes, we have a good social, social welfare state. Yeah. We, um, we're safe. It's a safe country to live in. Children can wake up and they're safe. Yeah. Um, I think when whenever I hear someone um, saying the Danes are the happiest nation in the world, I think one of the main things is because we're outside so much. Yeah. Even though the weather is uh, <laughs> is very cold and <laughs> windy, yeah. uh, there we're outside so much. Yeah. And I'm gonna I, I say we are, but I we, I don't live in Denmark. Yeah, I mean, they, they are. are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> outside and we yeah. and we bicycle we cycle so there's a lot of movement and there's a lot of focus on being outside connecting with nature and and movement yeah. um yeah and and i think that contributes tremendously to to health and well-being yeah. so i don't think hygge is no such a big i think it's more the privilege well anyway. yeah but i also want to the reason i said the content is because i i feel like we get this rep of like oh, we're so happy and hygge and all these things. But there's also really high cases of mental mental health issues, suicide, which oh, is yeah. why I, I, yeah. I, would, I wish that it wasn't this, that we're the happiest, but more that we're the most content and we're content. the most content because we're the most safe. Hygge always, uh, in, in, there's always candles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... And then you, I think you said something, we don't always have to have candles and blanket and socks. And then I thought, oh, we don't always have to have candles. <laughs> I don't, for me, candles just bring something um, incredibly hooked. <laughs> I mean, I'm, uh, I, I would say I am the exact same and so much so that I even have a candle called Hugo. So like, <laughs> yeah. so I, but I, I think what I wanted to say there is more that Hugo means something different for, for everyone. Cause I know like my, my in-laws, 
don't have that many candles and yet I still feel Hugo when I'm with them for Christmas or yes. when we have yeah yes that's what I wanted to get at exactly yeah. that um you don't need a candle to feel Hugo and you won't always feel Hugo if you light a candle that <laughs> that's not what the candle is for but um what what I wanted to get at is that Hugo is individual just like everything else we've talked about you know healing process uh, diets and Everything is so individual, and so is hygge. Yeah. Something that's really hygge for one person might not be very hygge for another person. Yeah. Like, I have a friend um, who lives alone, and uh, and people have said to her, go for a walk, or uh, da, 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 in, in the pandemic. And so the other day she calls me and she says, oh, I went out for a walk, and it was so stressful. <laughs> that's how I feel as well. Anyway, that's oh. really good to hear. That's, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, not good, but um, <laughs> and she said, "Well, first I can't listen to anything when I'm out walking because um, then I walk into things, and that won't work." <laughs> and um, so she's just there alone with her thoughts, and and she's, "Well, I live alone. I'm with my thoughts all the time. I don't need to bring them outside." And I don't know. Oh, and it just didn't work for her. But for me, I think going for a walk is. And especially if you're if you've had a meal with your family or something, and then you all go for a walk together afterwards. For me, that is the ultimate hygge moment. Mm. Um, I love that and being in the forest and listening to the birds. And but that's because I feel really at home there. Mm -hmm. So that's hygge for me. But that doesn't mean that it's hygge for someone else. No, I no going for and I've had this. I think it's because I'm. It's the only thing we really can do. So I think whenever I go for a walk at the moment, I'm reminded like. This is the only thing you can do. Mm. And I see the people and I'm like, oh, my God. Um, but no, no, my Hugo. And I think I talked about this where I said I had that day off and I just laid on the sofa with my blanket and I watched New Girl. And that was just peak Hugo for me. And mm -hmm. and I wrote down talking about um, I feel like Hugo is linked a lot to um, just grounding yourself, like you said, like staying present, but doing that with like textures and nice like nice textures nice sounds nice food like it has to be like good we talked about like uh triggers you know there's bad triggers but there's also good triggers like what triggers good things in you and I have a blanket which like a cheap blanket that I bought but it's enormous and it's like fluffy but also velvety and whenever I put it over me and I like feel it I'm like oh this is I feel so safe and content mm -hmm. and <laughs> Oh, I love that blanket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I love yeah. that. So I think when when we're trying to, if someone's like, how do you, first off, you don't do Hugo, you feel Hugo. Um, yeah. But I think something important is, what are your joy triggers? Like, what makes you, you know, think, try and write down, okay, when when do I feel super safe or super like present like what what are the sounds what songs what sound what smells what textures what food like for me there's lots of like danish cakes that only can be made at home that as soon as i put that in my mouth i'm like i feel present i'm happy mm -hmm. i feel oh, you know dream like drama k dream cake mm, yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. um but i try if you're trying to work out like how to do it i think Working out what your like joy triggers are mm -hmm. 
And for my husband, it's sitting by a radiator playing video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be the socks and the candles and the and the blanket and the book and the yeah um, the sea the view of the sea. Oh my goodness! Oh, the view oh. of the sea. <laughs> I think a lot of people think it has to be like indoors in the winter, like which yeah. is very which is what you see on all the like publicity, you know, things. But but yeah. we, we've just talked about like a summer night. Where you're, or yeah. a summer day where you're sitting, or one for me is a, a day at the beach with my family. Yeah. You know when you've been swimming and then you lay on the thing and you start warming up and then you maybe have like a picnic and there's that sort of warm feeling because you've been in the ocean. Ah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's this thing where you can be completely relaxed and and be present in the moment and um. And when if you're trying to create hygge or notice or or be around hygge, do you said you don't do hygge, you feel hygge. <laughs> I think it's uh, also notice the things that you're doing. So, n- like try to stop in the middle of whatever it is you're doing, uh, some some uh, good feel trigger, and then like how do you feel inside? Do you feel warm, fuzzy, complete, and oh, like you just feel alive somehow? I mean that's then you're in there, then that's it, that's yeah. it, you're, you're hugging. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure also, I was just thinking, like, think of the people around you, who are those people that you can, you know, lose, I have a friend, and every time we speak, we always, it takes ages to make plans to see each other, or to call each other, but as soon as we do, it'll always be like six hours, or like three mm. hours straight of talking, because we just lose time, and I think that's another important one, mm. when you're in Hugo sort of thing, you sort of just lose time because you're just in this like beautiful little bubble. So I think another one is like make a list of the people that make you feel that way, that make mm-hmm. you feel like you're like, you know, you talk about you're sitting with your husband on the sofa and like I have the same thing with my husband if we're like building building Lego or, you know, we're yeah. making dinner or we made a cake the other day. Like this, this person that just makes you feel like you're losing time and mm-hmm. I have it with my like uh, we, I, one of my, you know, safest places is when I'm with my nieces and nephews, like just sitting and playing and they're hugging me. And I, I always know I'm in the state of like Hugo and comfort and safety when I'm near tears. <laughs> like mm, yes. when you're feeling you're just, welling up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're yeah, so yeah. content that you're like, oh my God, I, I, it's too overwhelming. I'm too happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I get that feeling too. Yeah. yeah, that's when people tell me I'm too emotional. <laughs> Dial it down a little, okay. <laughs> no, feel your feeling. <laughs> feel it, feel it. But it's also it can also just be a moment. It, when I'm walking around the house doing chores or something, and then I stop and I see my kids playing Playmobil with each other, and I just watch them for a minute, just playing. Or or my husband is in there doing Lego things with them or something. You know, I can just I can just stop and just watch them and go, oh my god, that is so hugely what they're doing. So it's also like a moment. I think it's this moment of re- appreciation of of things. Yeah. Yeah, I have another one because we keep I talked about other people, but you know that feeling when you what like you get into bed and you're actually by yourself and there's just a little bit of quiet and you just sort of do that little like scrunch into the bed, like get yourself comfortable <laughs> and pull the blanket up and maybe you have a book or. And there's just that one bit of silence and you're like, oh, like I'm <sighs> so comfortable and 
safe life, and yeah it's a moment of life is perfect right yeah. now like I need to take a still like of this moment yeah. because everything is in line aligned and perfection yeah. right now yeah I had oh I had that at my at my wedding I actually um towards the end I actually left the whole party and I stood outside and we were very we got married sort of near like a cathedral and stuff and I actually just stood by the cathedral and I was looking at the stars and the moon and I sort of cried for a little bit because I was like oh my god it's so overwhelming and perfect and lovely right right now and I just took a moment to myself like everything's so just wonderful right now Mm. and uh yeah Oh, it's really completing my heart here, filling my heart, (laughs) talking about these things. I also think um, if we we talk about some of the downsides of Hugo, not that there are many, but I felt um, when I lived in Denmark and the last few years, I felt the word Hugo was overused Mm -hmm. and it, it, it lost a bit its meaning because everything... Turned out to be hooglit. Everything was hooglit. Everything. Ah, look at this. How hooglit. Look at this. How hooglit. And I think when we do that, we we tend. The, you know, the word loses meaning. That 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 fulfilling feeling that we were trying to describe that the heart feels gets lost when we when we sort of overuse it. So I think there's a, there's a balance yeah. that that needs to be. You know, we need to pay attention to the balance. Not everything needs to be hooglit all the time. Yeah. I don't. I, don't think I feel so. like in um in workplaces you get that a lot. They're like, oh, we're going to have Friday's Hugo and oh, there's going to be cake. And sometimes, yes, it is completely Hugo. And sometimes there is that forced, forced Hugo. Let's, let's call yeah. it forced Hugo. Forced Hugo. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah. But it's what we talked about. You can't, you can't force it. And there are some times where I've said to my husband, like, oh, let's have a nice evening. And I've lit the candles and I've turned on the fairy lights and I've gotten under the blanket but because my head is somewhere else or the food just isn't what I wanted or we didn't have the right snacks or I had a bad day at work or something like it isn't it. I'm not feeling content. I'm not feeling safe. And all the right aspects are there. I'm in my cozy socks. Like we're watching a film, like all the right aspects are there, mm. but I don't feel it. Like my yeah. brain is somewhere else. Yeah, and yeah. then you shouldn't force force it. You shouldn't try. I really want it here now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that was a very good um yeah, deep dive into the word of hygge. Mm-hmm. And um we would love to know what you think of hygge. Mm-hmm. Um should we should you know, can there be a hashtag that someone could post your hygge pictures on Instagram oh, that's maybe? Cute. Um what could we do? Like, you are safe, Hugo? Or... You are safe, Hugo. That's cute. I like that. Hashtag, you are safe, Hugo. <laughs> yeah. And and share your pictures with um, with yeah. us. What, what's your Hugo Maybe we moment? can find some Hugo pictures from our and share what our Hugo areas, our Hugo places, our safe, safe Hugo places. But, yeah. But it's also just been nice to have a... A fun, fun little episode like this. <laughs> yes, we, we've noticed that we need to have some lighter topics also um, in between um, for our own well-being. Yeah. And so we, we hope you enjoy learning a little bit about Hugo 
and um, we hope you, you find know. some Hugo. You hope we yes. hope you feel find yes. your joy triggers. Find especially and, at this time, it's good to find yeah. times where you're you feel safe and content. And it's difficult, yeah. I will say, but yes, not impossible. No, and maybe just stop and notice and be thankful. Yeah, um, think. Yeah, sometimes we we rush through life, right? We don't stop and notice yeah. what what's really happening. And yeah. everyone just hang on to the fact that soon we'll be in gardens drinking rosé, watching the sunset. I believe it will happen. It's going to <laughs> spring is cut for anyone who's suffering from, you know, seasonal defect like we're spring is coming soon. It's getting lighter. I believe in us. We can do this. <laughs> yes 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 we're here for you we're here for each other yeah and we're here for ourselves but i will be getting under my blanket after this that is going to happen (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go for a walk in the sunshine yes thank you thank you for listening bye bye